Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 75 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I am your host, Dwayne co-hosting with producer Steve, and we'll be joined shortly by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Cullen Cully. Uh, Until then, though, uh, a lot to cover over the last few days in the hockey world. Um, You know, obviously, you know, you have just recently uh, just being uh, tweeted out, I believe, earlier by Elliot Freeman, and now it's gaining some steam. They're the Jack Eichel to the Vegas Golden Knight trade rumors are beginning to heat up quite a bit. Um, and on top of that, I know, I know you have a big win by the Buffalo Sabres last night against the Anaheim Ducks 4-3 overtime on a Rasmus Asplund goal uh, off a beautiful pass from uh, Victor Olofsson. And, um, you know, obviously the most important, you know, all of this is secondary to the J- uh, Jamie, I'm sorry, the Kyle Beach uh, story um, and the Chicago Blackhawks scandal, um, uh, covering up sexual assault. Just a lot to cover uh, on this uh, 75th episode of Two Goals. I'm Mike Steve. Absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely been one of the more eventful weeks in the world of hockey. So a uh, lot to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, before we get in, because I'm, I'm going to want to be able to talk about the Kyle, the Kyle Beach uh, stuff, you know, and, what happened with Chicago uh, more extensively. So we're going to get to that in a little bit because uh, I want to give it the time it deserves. So for right now, let's, you know, let's just talk about um, what could honestly possibly could come down tonight is a, a Jack Eichel to, uh, to Vegas trade rumor and what that return could be. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not too privy to the Vegas Golden Knights uh, roster and who is or isn't available, but I've seen some names thrown around, Steve. As have I. Um, one of the uh, one of the names you see more often than not. Uh, they kind of need to equalize in cap, even with, uh, I believe, what was it, uh, Mark Stone going on injured reserve there mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. Um but uh, that said, uh, people people have uh, said maybe, just maybe, either Tuck or uh, Smith might be the guy coming back as just a uh, yep. here and now kind of player, um, just to free up that space, just as more of, more of like an accounting move rather than them wanting to move off from Riley Smith or, you know, Tuck. But Yeah, and, you know, with the injuries to Pacioretty and uh, – uh, like you said, Mark Stone, they, they, I mean, they're in a kind of a win-now mode. Uh, so, you know, bringing in Jack Eichel would make a ton of sense for them, especially if he's ready to go and he gets the surgery he wants in possibly, you know, anywhere between, you know, two to three months. And now we're joined by fellow co-host Johnny Cullen, uh, fresh out of hockey. Johnny, just talking about the Jack Eichel trade speculation that's heating up quite a bit today to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, you know. Yeah. I was able to catch uh, you guys catch with Darren Dreger on with Baron uh, this morning, 
Yep, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Elliot Freeman uh, is throwing a lot of gas on that fire not to uh, just maybe like an hour or so ago. Well, like you you said, Dwayne, last night, it'll be interesting to see you brought up the Pacioretty and the Stone injuries. Um, we saw what Tampa Bay did with the finangle, the, f- the finangling of the LP long-term injury reserve because they're right up against it with the cap, you know, with that, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of money got tied up with Pat, uh, not only uh, Stone's contract, but bringing in Petrangelo, not a friend of the program, no big deal, uh, Cully's first captain. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they've seemed to, I, I don't want to say right to ship, but they, they struggled out of the gate, but they, they've won the past couple, um, and I'm sure that helps. But, yeah, I mean, hey, it makes sense. Like, they haven't been able to get over the hump. So surprising looking back at last year's playoffs – you know, the Montreal Canadiens just as a whole, but the fact that Vegas is the team that couldn't, you know, take them down, right? Like, I, I don't know. So, like, you got to think if you're Vegas, you got to add some, another piece. And Eichel at his best makes sense. Yeah, but my does, question does. to you, Dwayne, is, like, with with this surgery, because you we, we, we're under the understanding that he goes to Vegas – and Vegas lets him get his surgery, right? Correct. Absolutely. What What does that do to the compensation we get back? Um, is Is there a lot of caveats to it, right? Is it games played? Is it, you know what I mean? Um, because you, I think you would hope to, you know, on top of getting first round picks, I think you would hope to get players, right? And it's tough to put caveats on a trade with, players right it's easy to do draft picks that change but we're talking about live bodies how is that going to work guys um i know it's it's tough tough question that's a a tough question to answer um another team too i i I know they 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 i think i heard today that the the ducks moved raquel to the ir is ir possibly i think i heard so i don't even think the ducks the ducks are uh yeah raquel raquel I don't even think the Ducks are completely out of the question, too, because their name has been thrown around a lot, too. So maybe this could turn into a bidding war, and I think the best thing for Buffalo is a bidding war between oh, both those teams. You, 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 need you want a bidding war because that you know that, yeah, that could up your return for sure. Um, Buffalo has to take on some, some probably a bad contract, possibly two, and we absolutely have the space to do that. Now, one of the names that gets thrown around quite a bit is uh, Peyton Krebs, uh, their top-end prospects. Another um, another name thrown around is uh, Lucas, uh, and I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this. Lucas uh, Elvenis. Um, uh, so I'm not too familiar with him. Uh, he was selected 127th overall in 2017 by uh, by Vegas. Um, I'm not too familiar with who this player is, um, but he's out of Sweden. Um, I'm just trying to pull up his, his, his elite prospects page right now. Um, but this this season, you know, I mean, not off to a hot start. He has one point in two games. But last season with the uh, Henderson Silver Knights in the AHL, uh, 24 points in 37 games. So I'm hoping that's not the return you're getting for Jack Eichor. The centerpiece isn't revolved around this kid, uh, Lucas yeah. Elvenis. To be honest, fellas, that's what scares the hell out of me about about this whole thing. Now, you look at – it's tough. There's no comparables, right? But you look at a situation like Tarasenko in St. Louis. Now, it looks like the men – they're on the mend, and and he might stay, and, and, you know, he's doing well. But him doing well is best-case scenario for St. Louis because even if they don't keep him, he's driving his value through the roof. Where in our situation, it's 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 the complete opposite, right? And I mean, to lose a guy where, realistically, when you look at what what went into getting Jack Eichel, not uh, tanking for you know a whole season, and not only that, but like he you tried to build around this guy for what seven years, six years? Yeah. Um, it, it's tough to to. I mean, I wouldn't want to be Kevin Adams right now because. You know, every GM that is coming back is probably using that. Hey, and, and you're bang on, Dwayne. We want a bidding war. We need it. We need it because you need a bidding war. Without it, you know, the centerpiece coming back in this deal 
could be fucking a used bus or a bag of a bag of pucks, right? You know, I think I think okay. and and rightfully so. You should, if you're Kevin Adams, you should be terrified of what happened uh, with Ryan O'Reilly. You have to be. You, know, you can't have that happen twice. Uh, you know, twice. I mean, granted, it, he had nothing to do with that. That's not his fault. That's not on him. But at the same time, you 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 can't let that happen again here, especially with a player as valuable, and I don't care what anyone says about the injury, as valuable as Jack Eichel. So let me, let me ask you this, sorry, Steve. Um, what position-wise, is, is there any – do you guys lean any way if, if, if you could choose the centerpiece of the player coming back, the prospect, is there any position you guys would prefer? Honestly, I think we're still both defense and offense. I think we need a little more attention on the right side of things. Our left side is pretty darn stacked at the moment. Most of our wingers are left wingers more so than right wingers. Yeah. Um, obviously, center depth is a, it's an issue for every single team. Yeah. It's it's never it's never it's never something that you always have on lock. Yeah. yeah, all it takes is you know a Mark Stone getting injured, and all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, we we can really use the center here, huh? But that said, if I, if I had to prioritize based on position rather than the quality of prospect. I would be leaning towards more people that play on the right side than the left, because I think, I mean, especially in the deep pairings, uh, you know, if right right now it's Yoki Haru, Pizik, who is playing great, and then Colin Miller are three genuine right D, uh, right wingers. Uh, there's no one that leaps out to me that actually genuinely plays right wing. It seems like it's a lot of lefties that just move yeah. over to the right side, and I'm thankfully they're good at it, but. You know, Steve, what's funny is on, on cap friendly, and I think they do a great job. Le legit, Jeff Skinner, Victor Olofsson, Anders Bork, um, and Drake Kajula are all listed as left wing, right wing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's just funny to me, like that that many guys um, are, are they play both, and I'm sure that's not all, right? Like, uh, you know, other guys just have it listed as right wing have played on the, on the other side as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I just, it, it kills me that the, the surgery, I don't know. Wait, one thing. Did you guys talk about the grievance yet? Uh, no, the, yeah, the grievance that's honest to God though. Honest to God, I'm not worried about any grievance, Cully, because you know what? It's no, 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 man. The PA is pretty clear. I just yeah. think it's an interesting piece to this. Yeah, they're, 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 I, other teams shouldn't be trying to use the grievance as a bargaining ship in a trade for Jack Eichel, saying that should devalue who you know the return because now you have to trade him. No, not at all. The Sabres don't have to trade him. It's worded pretty clearly in the CBA. The yeah. Sabres are within their right to do what they're doing. And the Players Association agreed to said CBA. So I'm not worried at all about what that CBA says because that's neither here nor there. Um, I commend Kevin Adams for sticking to his guns, and I hope that he isn't buying into that whole idea ordeal that oh you have to make this trade now because if you don't, you know you you know he could file a grievance, and then obviously that makes dealing him much more difficult if, if at, at that any point. And I'm not sure about the specifics of you know what it says. So uh, I I I I'll, I'll chime in on what I know. Um, the grievance is you know you're, it's almost like a, a move his agent is making, knowing that it's not going to do much, because the language is like you said in the in the CBA, very clear on this that the the team is in control, but it's it's something that you know you do anyways just just so you can tell your client hey i'm doing everything i possibly can um the, the way like the way i've heard it from the, the insiders and correct me if i'm wrong guys is that like there's almost no no chance that, that they could that this could force the sabers to do anything right am i am i wrong there am i off no you're you're not wrong so yeah, I, I, I think you're right there to to, to 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 not worry too much about it. I just think it's an interesting piece to all of this. Um that, that you know the casual fan might not understand exactly what goes into all this. And you know what's gonna be even more interesting when this CBA is up, this is definitely gonna be on, on the front burner, right? From from the, oh, player, yeah. from the yep. players association 100%. side. Um you gotta think uh, a guy of of, of Jack uh, Eichel's caliber and skill going through this 
in this public of America's it's gonna be put on the front burner. But like we just it it, it just got signed, right? We're 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 seven eight years away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be a little bit yeah. ways away before they can renegotiate this. So this is something that the players' association is just gonna have to swallow and be like, you know, we screwed up here. You know, we gave we took that right away from the players, and it blew up in our faces. Um, did you guys go over last night's game yet? Not yet. Uh, no, not quite yet. We're obviously going to get to the Kyle Beach and the Blackhawks uh, sexual assault scandal, but I want to give that the time it deserves. So I, I said we're going to do that right at the end. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, if you guys don't mind my thoughts on last night's game, I was able to do, um, you know, for those that don't know, Quentin Musty uh, drafted first overall in the NHL. We're going to be able to get him on here. He's from Hamburg. First, uh, you know, local guy to get go first overall because I don't think Kane Kane didn't go first overall. He was one of those no, he hold, out, hold out for London. What? No, okay. Oh, oh, for oh, the OHL. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he was one of those guys draft. that said, no, I'm going to college, and then London took him, you know what I mean, with their pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Quentin Musty, he's up in Sudbury doing well, great kid, um, friend of the program. Um his younger sister, Mac, is who I just trained. Boys, this she is going to be playing for Team USA one day. Right now, she plays for the Buffalo Regals boys AAA SCTA team for her age. She's that good. That's awesome. Um, but in, nice. in, in the reason I brought that up, sorry, is I, I broke down a few of the goals. And, and the one that kills me um, is the, the um, I forget who, which, which, which I think was the second one. Um, where, you know, you have Anderson make, make a great save. Um, he kind of pushes the puck out a, to the a good right. good sequence of saves, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, you have your goalie make those saves, and, and you see the Sabres pack it in defensively. Victor Olofsson getting a puck as the acting center and absolutely shits his pants and puts it right back. Yeah. Like, like, like almost like a pass to the other team, and it's in the back of your net. Uh, it didn't help that I think it was Will Butcher that fell in the corner, Dwayne. Am I right? Uh, yeah, Will Butcher took a tumble in the corner and couldn't get back to his man He's in front. Late getting back to his guy. Um, is there anything Craig Anderson can do there? I'm not going to fault him. He, he played excellent last night. Would have liked to see him maybe try to block the pass, knowing that maybe he didn't know Butcher had blown a tire, right? But when you watch that back, I think that the onus is is on Olafson there. That's an avoidable play, right? In a game where if they don't score that goal, it stays 3-1. Maybe we don't even get to 3-3. But I don't know about you two. I, when it got to 3-3, even though we played well, like I, I tightened up. I don't know about you guys. I tightened Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I didn't at first. And I don't mean to you know sound negative here, but I wasn't expecting them to come back in overtime and, and get that all. one. Not at all, because they were on their heels a lot. Craigie made some big saves for them, and Victor made a very very high level individual play. Uh, you know, cut through traffic, uh, got the pass over to um, Asplund on the backhand. Asman, Asman, Asplund, and Asman, Asplund, Asman. I think I think of that I think of that episode of Seinfeld where uh, Kramer gets the wrong license plate and he get he gets he gets a pl- license plate from a proctologist. Yes, the, the proctologist, and it says and it says ass man on it. Oh, <laughs> hey, I feel bad for for every generation of kids that was born after us because they didn't get to grow up on the oh, Seinfeld. Um, everything I know about life is from Seinfeld. Um, so thank you. Um, Larry David for that. Um, oh, yeah. Ass man. No, but you know what, guys? How about, like, what can we – how much can we talk about the emerging cohesion between ass man, Asplund, and, and Victor Olofsson? Like, I, I am – starting to click. Next to midnight, dude. It, just watching them Together. play and, and to hear not only that, but I think it was post-game comments – um, one of the guys, I think maybe it might, might have been Craig Anderson, might have been uh, Donnie Granado, just talking talking about the way that they they've gelled off the ice as well. Like that's the shit you love to hear. When's the last time we've heard sound bites like that uh, coming out of this this organization? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like two positive young players that are gelling in the right direction that could be anchors of your top six for years to come. I mean, I'm sure it helps that they're both Swedes, right? 
Yep. Yeah, I think I, 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 you've seen a focus on them drafting those Russian and European players too. Something we haven't seen a ton of in the past. And I think I think Kevin Adams loves that style of hockey that they have going on over there. At, you know, based on possession and speed and just very really highlighting the you know the exciting part of the game, which is offense. And you know, you, you granted, you know, Asplund wasn't a or neither Asplund or Olafson were Kevin Adams picks. But you see in the last draft, in the draft before that, there was there was a lot a big highlight on the European and Russian hockey players. But go back to go back to when when um who's the old coach? Uh, Ralph Kruger. <laughs> God. Were were we seeing were we seeing this out of them under him? I think if there's one player that you look that you know, we always knew Victor Olafson was great. He was a benefactor of a lot of power play goals, but I think if there's one guy five on five that that looks like a like he's taking a huge player. step forward Olsen. under Granado. I think they all have, but it's got to be Victor Olsen for me. Yep, 100%. And, and, and I think you can go down the roster and say it for everybody, but for me, you know, now he – that kind of – like losing Sam Reinhardt hurt. I loved Sammy, and, and I'm happy to mm-hmm. see him having some success. For sure. In, in Florida, he gets to play with Jumbo Joe. Um, I just realized that the other day. Not with him, but like in the locker room, and and, and obviously they're 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 – they're, they got to be the favorite. They're on a heater right now, um, you know. But I think this, to see Olafson take that step and and to move into that role and kind of be one of the guys, um, is it fair to say that he's part of that leadership group? I think. He, oh, I think so. He's yeah. There, right. I mean, yeah, I he's mean, been there for a minute. It takes you know. It, it takes. It, you have to go if you have a player like him who's succeeding and playing so well and really made a huge transition in his game from where he was last year and to this year, which again, we could say five on five is absolutely night and day. And not to mention guys, he's distributing the puck a lot better. Like we just kind of noticed him. He's a goal scorer. He sits in that spot on the PP and scores goals. You mean Jack, like even said it on spit and chicklets. This guy could score 40 in his sleep and he's right. He can, you know, with the right center, he can, but he's distributing the puck. Now he's playing a, a better two way game and, you know, again, that pass, I mean, again, he, he, he fought through traffic. He split the D, and it, it just floated that pass over on his backhand. Like an unbelievable individual effort. And honestly, if Asplund, Asplund I mean, I, any of us could have buried well, that. Asplund started the play, too, right? Like that, yeah. that stretch pass yep. starts the play. But for As, I sorry to interrupt you, but what an effort from Olsen, Dwayne. You're absolutely right. That was incredible. I really didn't th- – I didn't see that coming. I think that we've seen sometimes almost teams – playing back on their heels. I don't know if you guys caught it. Um, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky brought up an idea that, you know, because you see sometimes teams, you know, almost regroup a lot, like uh, when they're in zone, that yeah. once you enter, like once you cross the red line in overtime, you can't come back, like, outside of it with the puck. It's, a, it's an out It's an out there idea. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I just think it's interesting coming from the great one um, that that's his take on it. But like like you said earlier, we were on our heels. They had scored three straight to tie it up. You have every reason to believe that they're going to win that game, right? Um, I didn't feel good about it going to a shootout too, obviously because of New Jersey, you know. Um, but what a play. And Asplin, the, the hockey IQ to know – that when he sees Victor cut across to get up in there, that's awesome. You gotta love that. Why did I just go big? Get my ugly. Uh, no, I'm uh, just trying to highlight everybody. Just trying to highlight a little bit, a little bit. No, like you said, man, he's that's the Granado effect. That's I think as we start calling it the Donnie Meatball or the, the Granado effect is just you know he's letting guys of you know who have offensive these offensive capabilities, this higher end, you know, they're letting them go out there and they're letting them play, make play hockey and make hockey plays. Um, and I, it's just, even like, again, even this is all crumbles to the ground and we end up being a bottom feeder team again, at least we're getting exciting hockey again. So I I'm extremely ecstatic about this guys. Our goal differential is nine, you know, like I, I, you can say what you want about it being early and we've seen this before, but like, <laughs> We're playing consistent hockey. You can call it ugly all you want, but nobody like I don't I don't know like I don't know what it 
you know, I do know what it is. I think Donnie Granado's got a group that 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 has them saying, you know what, if everybody thinks we're a big fucking joke, then let's make them come in here every time they play us and have to fucking do every play a perfect game to get two points from us. And and it's 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 me, Wayne. I told you this last night, and and in that text. I haven't been ex- this excited to watch Sabres, to stay up and watch a, a West Coast swing game in five, seven, six, ten years. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when's the last time when you guys were excited to watch a, a sw- stay up and when you work the next day and watch a, a West Coast game, you know? I, I, it's, you know, I would Playoffs normally, last year. <laughs> yeah, I would normally be literally in bed by the game started at 10. 10, 15. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it, I wasn't enthused enough to be able to stay up that late. Um, but, you know, it, you know, this team has gotten me excited to be a Sabres fan again and excited to watch hockey again. And I stay, I was, yeah, we, were, we were talking on the phone for almost an hour last night after the game. You know, I would have never last year stayed awake that late to watch Buffalo Sabres hockey. Hell no. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just the difference between Ralph and Donnie is just Ralph had his system and it was essentially trying to squeeze square pegs into round holes. And it just clearly did where he wasn't playing to the strengths of the people that he had on the ice. And uh, when you're doing that, you're, it's just going to set up everybody for failure. And then the more you fail, the more upset and frustrated and down on your game and down in the locker room that you get. And then once that left, once they finally got that 18 L streak off their back, you know, at that point it was like, well, there's nowhere to go but up from here. And, you know, Donnie knew who he had. He knew that they have talents. He let them play to their strengths. And in, in the meantime, he's been helping them work on the stuff that they're not so great at. And, you know, like, and I think it's because those expectations are, you know, everyone thinks we're a big fucking joke, you know, that it's just like, you know what? We can just, all we can control is doing what we do on the ice and, uh, you know, playing the best game we can every night, you know, no one's going to do it every, all 82 games. No team is perfect. Not even back-to-back cup champions, Tampa Bay lightning, you know, they lost to us five, one, just like the Habs did. But that said, correction, we shoved it up their hoop five to one. All right. No, but- I, uh, guys, I'm, t- I'm just going to tell you right now, these, these Eichel the Vegas rumors I'm reading on Twitter. Now it is really starting to heat up. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be surprised. This could happen while we're on air. That'd be wild. Yeah, like they are starting to heat up quite a bit, man. That's all. That's that's all people are talking about on Twitter right now. Um, I'm not getting really any updates, but for me, just before we before we 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 we, uh, we transition over to the Chicago Blackhawks and Kyle Beach, I just want to touch on the one player that I would want back in this deal, you know, that has to be at the top of the list. And that's Peyton Krebs, uh, you know, uh, right now. Yep. Right now he's playing in the AHL uh, five points in two games, um, played seven games uh, with the Vegas golden Knights with, uh, with no points, but he's their, he's their top end prospect uh, last season in the, uh, well, for team Canada in the U 20 in the world. He junior was championship. A stud in the world. Yeah, yeah, eight points in seven games. And, uh, you know, last year with, he was uh, one of their the, captains too, yep, with the Winnipeg ice, 43 points in 24 games. That's the guy you got to get, be getting back in that deal. Absolutely. Let's, let's just picture this real quick. Peyton Krebs in the center, JJ Paterka on one wing, Jack Quinn on the other. I'm going to be in Rochester every single night, boys. Yeah. Like this, this Buffalo Sabres team is great, but when I can watch that an hour down the road, holy hell. Now, those, yeah. now that's – I oh. think they're, they're, they're playing Woo. their way in, into Buffalo sooner Woo. rather than later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's exciting to see, you know, like I can't can't remember the last time we've been this excited about prospects that, that, that weren't sent down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, the whole middle stat thing. Um, and – I just want to say one thing before we transition. We have two goalies right now, and and I think you know since I maybe maybe one of Baron's good years or, or no probably Miller. Um, we I know it's early. Tkarski only has two starts. Craig Anderson only has five. Um, they both have sub two goals against average, 
and they both have, you know, Anderson has a 939 save percentage. Tukarski has a 950. Like, that's awesome. And and for being a goalie podcast, I think, Dwayne, it's something you and I have talked about a ton. Um, you know, and this isn't, a sh- this isn't you know, shitting on Carter Hutton. Um, but what, what Craig Anderson, and you remember the, did you, did you see the, the post-game interview? Like, just hearing him talk. What a, how excited what, he is! The guys, the guy, the guy. It sounds like he just drank three Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it was funny uh, when. Yeah, what uh, Ron and them uh, yeah. uh, said about uh, him being a Red Bull spokesperson. Yeah, no, but it just, it just. When I heard Granado say that, you know, when he came in, it was he worried about his in shape. He's like, no, the guy looks great. He knows what he's a season pro and what he's brought to this group. You know, he he's he's another reason why we win that game last night. You know. He, in, in years past, we we easily give up that fourth goal. You know, he calms us down. Going back to just just that one simple play, right before we score in overtime. You know, goalies move the puck a lot. Instead, he takes the whistle. Just that veteran knowing that hey, we need a break here. We we need to get some other guys on. Right, that 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 hockey IQ that you don't usually expect to see in goalies. Um, that's all I wanted to bring up there. Another surprise too is 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 for me. He's got to beat Gergensen's. You know, the guy has always played hard. I got to play against him in the Fatty Hockey League. Obviously, he wasn't going all out in there. But um, to see him with three and three, he's a plus five. He, he plays, you know, any, he'll do anything you want. Defensively, he's a horse. He's very hard to play against. Very, very good to see him back in, in the lineup. And, you know, who, you got it. You know he's been a part of that leadership group. And, and just a guy that you're happy for, right? Oh, I'm ecstatic for him. Ecstatic. Hello. Hello. Hear me? Oh yeah, no. Oh, I, oh, I was just, oh. I was just letting you go. Um, oh I, I no, I, no, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely ecstatic for him. Um, I just, uh, I, uh, when you, when you watch Craigie and that, you know, the guy is so steady. Um, he, you know, granted, he's old. He's not as quick as he used to be, but the guy, the guy is steady. He's, he plays outside the paint. He, his movement, his movement is very calculated. You know, it's kind of like, you know, he knows. He, like, I, what did you say last night, Cully, when we were talking about him, uh, the type of style he plays again? Uh, I, I forgot how you worded it. Um, um, he's more, he's got calm feet, and he's yeah. just so good at reading the play, man. Yeah, he, he's. I, I don't want to say like, it, like watching him. It's kind of like watching when Ryan Miller when we had Miller, but Miller really kind of read everything as it came to him. And was always looking to play ahead. Always yeah. was always calculating what was going to happen. You know, you know, not just the puck carrier, but the guys away from the puck. You know, it, it was a, it was a very it was very calculated and like I said, all his movements and the way he played the position. And I think of that when I see Craig Anderson, not because that's the way Craig has always played, but I think with his age, that's the kind of like the way he has to play. Work smart, yeah. not hard. Yeah, and, and, and you guys both hit the nail on the head. I just so happy for a guy that, you know, he even said it himself, I think a couple of games ago. Thought about retiring if, you know, they won in Ottawa or wherever he was a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. um, played that mentorship role, didn't get a chance really last year. And here he is now, you know, in top, I think top five in both categories, um, you know, with what what does he have, five, four wins and five starts. And yeah. Like it's just awesome to see, and 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 we we've been saying it for so long. You just want a goalie to to make the saves he needs to make, make a couple timely saves that maybe he shouldn't, but ultimately to give your team a chance to win the game, and that's what he's done every single night here. And I can't remember the last time we've had that. Well, it's probably Miller um, consistently, and so I'm just thrilled on that. Um, I do have to jet out here to make it to my next practice in 15 minutes. So I know that Dwayne, you wanted to give the Kyle beach story, the time it deserves. Um, I just want to say, you know, a couple clicks for, and it doesn't even do it justice, but what, what the, the courage, the, the, I, I, I don't even have the right words for it, fellas. I just, what, what he went through. And stepping up and, and being the 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 the, the player to, to to take the stand and make the change that needs to be made, going up against 
uh, the, you know, the evil. It, it really is the evil people. Like Aldrich, I, I, I told Dwayne, and I'll, I'll keep a lighter version, but not only does his name deserve to be X'd off the cup, he should be locked up and 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 throw away the key. Those wow. those are predators out there, and 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 I'll let you 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 touch on it, Dwayne. But I just I I you encouraged me to read more in into the into the piece, and I did. And and the more I read into it, and the more I watched um, on the TSN report, incredible job by Rick Westhead. Um, he deserves a goddamn award for his reporting on this, but. Kyle yeah. Beach, just you know, the whole hockey community's with you, and 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 I, I just you 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 you're, you're almost disgusted to see what went on behind the scenes with some of these players. I I I, I wanted to give and 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 I have no problem bringing this up uh, and and talking to Dwayne last night. I wanted to give Coach Quenville the benefit of the doubt, and I was so fucking wrong. And and I, and I public and I publicly will say it right now. Um, we live in a, a time where sometimes we're, we're knee-jerk reaction, cancel culture, but this is not one of those times. And and um, he was definitely, you know, culpable and and, and responsible. And and Dwayne, I said it to you last night, and I and I and and I apologize for being wrong. Um, but just my hat goes off to the man that that has that has been through so much and and, and has the courage to stand up and. And, and, and fight the Blackhawks who are still trying to fuck him in court. You know, that's that's the part that's, of me that fucking yep. angers me. Sorry, it, it, I know no, you wanted to. to no, it gets it, 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 it gets me fired up too, Kelly. You know why? Because it's you know when this when this story first broke, uh, you know months ago, uh, it really hit hit me in the heart because obviously I have a lot of skin in this game. Uh, me and you have talked about it, Kelly. Uh, you know, I I you know. I'm I'm only open with a very small amount of people, and um, you know, the NHL and the Chicago Blackhawks not handling this back in 2010, and then it wasn't only up until 11 years later that when people's backs are against the wall and a lawsuit is being brought up against Chicago, uh, that they finally decided now is the time to handle it, and you know. This is why people, and this is why things like the Me Too movement were so important. And this is why, you know, it's so difficult to, to come out and say something because, and I, I, I want to say it might have been, um, I forget I forget who it was. Akeem Alou. No, no not, not Akeem Alou, but no. There was somebody in the past 24 hours who called it. It's like an old boys club, the, the NHL. And that's yeah. what it is, you know. Yeah, no, it, you know and even it, back then, too. Yep. Like, it, it's gotten better. But yep. it's still, you know, obviously we see now it still needs, there still needs, there's something needs to be done. For this to take this fucking long, like that, Dwayne, that's what gets me, man. You hit the nail, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how fucking, how in the fuck could this be kept under the rug for 10 fucking years? It's disgusting. And, it, it, it you know, uh, it's not the first time. People don't remember back in Toronto in the 90s, Mar uh, I think it was Martin Cruz. Uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe I want to say it was uh, Gary Cruz or Martin. I, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. Um, I want to say his name was Martin Cruz uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, he ended up killing himself because uh, he, of the sexual abuse that he that he uh, went through. Uh, while you know, back in the '90s, and it's not the first time, not the first rodeo for the NHL to see something like this, and just the way they handled it is absolutely disgusting it's reprehensible and there it has no place not just in hockey but in all of sports and it's just another black eye on the nhl the game we all love to watch it, it, it's disgusting on so many levels and you know when they finally came out with that report and the, 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 just the mere fact that the nhl themselves didn't want to investigate this even though you had so much stock like you know th there's so much weight in the argument that john doe at the time was providing like this is what happened i have these people speaking on my behalf that this happened I, I spoke out in 2010 and you did nothing and you know it led and it's documented bradley alder it led to more sexual assault and more rape and the more, fact more, more that victims. there's those kids innocence and their souls and their blood their is on there because you don't recover from that i haven't recovered from it you, nobody you recovers from that no, you just you don't do. you're, 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 you don't. that's a scar for life 
you don't. And, 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 and like you said, Dwayne, it could kill you. And it's killed people before. Like, it's something that you, you never recover from. You don't. It, the PTSD that you have from it, it's, it's never ending. It's something that doesn't go away. And this is why people don't come out. And this is why it gets so much worse is because you can't openly talk about it. You can't be open, you know, with your maybe your friends and your family. And when you do come there, it's just you're just shoved to the side. It's a joke. Stan Bowman, uh, uh, Ch- Ch- uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I butcher his Shovel name. day off. Yo, shovel day off. Uh, you know, Quenville, all of them. They, they all should never be involved with kids or hockey again. It's just you, you, you showed your true colors. And the only way, the only, and I don't want to hear the BS from, 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 uh, from Rocky, you know, or to whatever, that, that, you know, the Stan Bowman he knows today, he feels that he would have handled it differently, you know, if this happened Fuck today. That. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, I call bullshit because you had 11 years, Stan Bowman. You had 11 years, Shalea. You had 11 years, Quenville, to say something and do the right thing. You had 11 years, and it only wasn't only until you were backed into a corner, Stan Bowman, that you did do the right thing. So, no, the Stan Bowman you know today, he didn't. no, he wouldn't have done the right thing. He wouldn't have. He still would still be out there in Chicago, you know, being the president of hockey ops or the general manager of the, he, he wouldn't have cared. It you know he he still goes to bed fine. He would be still going to bed fine at night. It wasn't until Kyle Beach was brave enough to file this lawsuit after and he uh, these are his words when he heard about what happened to that boy in Michigan, it made him want to pursue this and he made him want to tell his story again. It wasn't until all that happened. That Stan Bowman finally told the truth and implicated somebody like Joe Quenville. And shame on the Florida Panthers for not for allowing that man to be behind, to be behind the bench two nights ago because apparently going 7-0-0 and having, being, being treated fairly in this process is more important than doing the right thing. Barry Zito, go fuck yourself. That's a joke, an absolute joke. I, I'm so sick of it, man. I'm so sick of it. And, and I, and I, I, like I said, I, I wanted, and, and I was wrong. I wanted to give Q the benefit of the doubt because I, I, I didn't, you know, this was before I had read everything um, and, and had more facts. Um, wanted, wanted to believe, I let my fandom of the way he coaches get in the way thinking uh, maybe, you know, with, with, um, with Beach being a black ace, maybe, maybe Quinville wasn't around what well, he didn't know. Well, he did. And, and, and it's just, they, 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 they deserve to be held accountable, but here's the fucked up part. Like you mentioned, Dwayne, this should have been done 10 years ago. The fact that, that, that Aldrich was given the option to, to, to be let go. And, and not only that, but given a glowing review so he could continue to groom and, and molest or, or do whatever fucking sick fuck things he does. To, my, to kids and ruin lives. Um, it just makes it make with being a father. It makes me fucking, it makes me sick. It makes me angry. It makes me sick. It makes me feel so fucking hurt for these boys. Um, you know, and I, 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 I was in, I was in a pro locker rooms and I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't go through any of that. I, I, but I, I, I had a player come out to me and, and he was, I was the only one, that he came out to, uh, and it, it just sucked because that was a different time back then. And, and, and I'm happy to see that we're moving in the right direction. But fuck, fuck them for for ten years, and to continue to fight him in court. The fact that this hasn't been, we will do whatever you want, son. We have your back. Whatever you want done, we can consider it done. The fact that they're still trying to fight this in court, uh, maybe that'll change now. I, I hope maybe. Um, where's Gary Bettman in this whole thing? I don't know. Um, because you got to remember, this is right at the start of the dynasty of the darling Blackhawks, right? Yep. And, and they chose, winning, have, they, they chose winning, they chose winning Stanley Cups yeah. over the, the mental health and the well being of a player that they drafted and that they were put in charge of that his well being. I don't care. Like I said, John Tortorella said it best, you know, um, 
first off, he said it blew his mind that there wasn't a single guy in that locker room that couldn't stand up and say, hey, this is wrong. This guy doesn't need to be in the locker room. The very fact that this guy celebrated with the cup after, got a day with the cup, got a Stanley Cup ring, and his name, I know I know they're 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 going through the process of with, with, with the Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame to get his name off the cup. That is in the works, which is good. But the fact that his name has been on the cup for almost a decade is so gross and so repulsive. And the fact that all that celebrating was done in front of Kyle Beach. He even flat out said it. It was disgusting to see this guy celebrate the cup knowing what he did to him. And now today, knowing what he did to all those other kids. It gets it gets me. It really does. And it, and 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 I got a jet here in a minute. And I, I just want to say one thing. I, I I wanted to to give the players, you know, I know Pat uh, Kane. Um well, you know, he was a big part of my development. I, I hope to God he wasn't one of the guys that knew. Um I you know it it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be fucked up to to to, to, to as as more and more comes out. Um, because we're, we're, we're only finding out more and more people new, right, Dwayne? And, yep. and, and I, 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 I want to be careful to not knee jerk react and, 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 and point fingers at every single player. But the, the, the more that comes out, um, it just, we have to be careful that we don't indict the, the, the like every, every single player, but they, cause you know, it wasn't their job to come forward, but morally, you think they, sh- you know, like I, I don't, I don't know. How do you look at yourself in the mirror, even even though it's not your job to to step up and do something? You're there to play hockey. Like, how do you, if if you did know as a player, how, how do you, how do you live with yourself? You know, like I said, uh, there were a lot of players that declined to be involved with uh, this investigation, which speaks volumes. Um, but do you, do you know do you know where I'm coming from? Like, I, I yeah, I I, I yeah. wouldn't want to be put in that situation. Um, especially if, if I didn't have all the facts, cause I'm sure they didn't, it, what, like, I know that, that there, there was, you know, slurs talked about it and, and some, some players definitely knew because there was at least one guy on the team or on the black ace group that was, you know, talk like that, that, that used uh, homophobic slurs against him, um, and, and made Kyle Beach's life more of a living hell. And that, that, that player just deserves to never be able to touch the ice again, ban him from hockey. I don't give a shit, but I just, I think we have to, we, we, we have to get to the bottom of it the right way and, and make sure that this doesn't happen again. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave it with that because I have to go, but, but, you know, credit to, to Kyle beach um, and the way he's handled himself because I, 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 I can't imagine, you know, having the, the courage to do what he's done. Um, and it's, it's just sad what, what the, that this has even had to happen. Um, and I, I hate to have to leave right now, boys. Uh, no, right but real, real quick, real quick before you leave, though, you know, you mentioned it earlier when we were texting, and I, I 100% agree. Um, every single team, I don't know who votes on it, every single team, whoever is in charge of, of nominating a player from their team, I think this should be a layup. Uh, I, I don't think any, any NHL roster player should be nominated for it. Hands down, go down the list. Kyle Beach should be nice, uh, nominated for the uh, memor- the uh, Memorial Bill Masterton Trophy. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's no there's a single player in the NHL that has anything close to the amount of courage, bravery, perseverance, and you know just what he's just done in the last twenty four hours for the game of hockey. You know he's done. You know he's he's moved mountains for the game of hockey in the last twenty four hours, and you know to change the culture of this game. And if the, he's, it's a layup to me. He should be an honorary winner of the Bill Masterton Trophy. Yeah, I I, I think I stole that idea. I, I I heard it floating around. I wanted to bring it up. I'm happy you brought it up. Um, when I when I heard it, it, it like I said, it was a slam dunk. I think it makes the most sense. Does it solve anything? No, but it does. It does. It does. It it at least gives him the the vindicate. Vindic- I don't know if it's the right word. Vindication that 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 what he did is deserving of recognition because of his bravery and his ability to speak out against such horrors. Like really as a father now, like I really am angry. It's going to be tough for me to, to go coach kids now thinking of what this fucking, this, this, this animal has done. You know, um, I, I hate to leave on that note. 
Um, I know you guys will, will, will do a great job in, in taking care of the rest of it. Uh, I, I appreciate um, everyone listening. Um, on, on, on a lighter note, go Sabres. I'm excited to, 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 to watch the game with, with my daughters this weekend. Um, but, um, you know, Dwayne, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you and, you and Steve will, will, will do a great job um, continuing the conversation that needs to be had. Um, but, but shame on those that, that knew and, and shame on those that did nothing. Um, because it, it, that, that, that's, that's, I'm, I, that's how I'm going to leave it. I, I just, I, if, if you knew and you did nothing, I, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you, how do you live with yourself? They've been doing it for 11 years. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, a sad, sad note. Um, I hate to leave you guys, but I do have to, to get to, a. a a practice with uh, a, a Regals team. So um, got to fly to the pew. Um, we'll see you boys soon. Um, to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Dwayne, Steve, appreciate you guys working with my schedule here. Um, hope you have a great rest of the show. And, and, and hey, let, let this be hopefully the last time this is ever ever have. And, and it probably won't be, but let's hope to, let's hope to Jesus Let's hope to whoever's up. Let's let's hope to humanity's sake that we never have to have this conversation or this go through this again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let 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 this be the end of the predators in hockey. Um, and and it, uh, I, I I I there's no words for it. I'm I'm sorry. Um, you guys have done a tremendous job covering it so far. I'll let you finish it off. But um, sorry to leave early. Um. Kyle Beach, bravo to you, and, and, and just know that you know we 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 have your back going forward. And Kyle Beach for the Masterson, and that's how I'll leave it. Um, mm-hmm. I got I got a jet, boys. I'm sorry. Um, and, and enjoy the rest of the show. And uh, Dwayne, I'll talk to you later. Steve, as always, my friend. Take care, boys. Okay. Not a problem, Kelly. We'll see you. Uh, yeah, Steve. I, I I know we kind of like you know muted you almost there for a minute. Uh, just before I continue on with my thoughts and we close out things out here, let's go. I'd like to, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole situation. I mean, there have been so many people talking about it. I, I think pretty notably that the Steve Dangle podcast has been doing a pretty tremendous job yes. bringing people like myself up to speed on what's been happening because uh, as a guy who's at a nine to five every day, there's a lot of things on hockey Twitter that I miss and I need a show like the Steve Dangle podcast to bring me back up to speed to all the things I had to let buzz in my pocket until five six o'clock and by then you're trying to read through a novel of information but that said at the end of the day five men in a boardroom ruined the life of a 20 year old in the name of glory for a stanley cup for a for a fucking trophy which don't get me wrong it's an impressive thing to win but they prioritized a piece of fucking metal over a human life And because they did that, more lives were forever fucking altered, warped, and made worse because they allowed Aldrich to do what he did. They gave him a letter of recommendation to continue doing it elsewhere after they were through with him. And obviously I don't understand how you could possibly try to pursue that from a legal standpoint when you know just how in the fucking wrong you are. And I also just don't know how, from a moral standpoint, you can continue to feel like you've won anything. No, you're you're absolutely right, man. Um, it's it's infuriating. Uh, you know, the letter of recommendation is repulsive. Knowing the fact that he went on to be, you know, a coach with USA Hockey right after that, and apparently Don Fear uh, knew about it and had every opportunity to handle it. Uh, at the highest of levels and chose not to. And apparently he's going on his league-wide tour and players are, according to this is according to Rick Westhead, uh, players are drafting out questions, uh, direct questions to Don Fear to, you know, ask him why, you know, essentially why are you qualified anymore after learning this and how you didn't, didn't report this when you directly knew and it's been proven that you knew why, why are you at all qualified to run the players union anymore? Um, it was his job to handle it. He did, he failed to handle it. Um, 
he knew 10 years ago, and he didn't do anything. It's disgusting. Um, that's his job. He's supposed to represent the players. Well, Kyle Beach was a player. Uh, he, he, he abandoned Kyle Peach. Not Kyle Peach. Kyle Beach. Uh, um, you know, Joe Quenville abandoned Kyle Beach. Stan Bowman abandoned Kyle Beach. You know, the NHL abandoned Kyle Beach. It's disgusting. It has no place in not like, – like you said, winning Stanley Cups, winning hockey games – accolades it doesn't go before human decency and doing what's right and that's exactly what they failed to do they didn't do what was right here it's disgusting uh they've had 11 years to rect to to not rectify what they did but try and give this guy some type of solace and give like you know just say hey this was wrong We, we have to we have to be accountable for this and not nobody can just stand up and do the right thing they laid their beds laid their heads on their pillows at night knowing that they ruined this kid's life. They derailed his hockey career before it could even get started. And that's why, you know, I don't care if he never played in the NHL. Kyle Beach deserves the Bill Masterton Trophy more than anybody else in the history of this league or anybody who's ever won it. Tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. And the amount of courage and bravery it took for him to get behind a camera after he's essentially outed anyway in the initial report, um, to get behind a camera with with Rick Westhead, and bravo to Rick Westhead for how he handled that. If there's a Pulitzer Prize in Canada for writing and and, and journalism, Rick Westhead absolutely deserves it. There's nobody else because the way he's handled this whole process from the very beginning and has kept kept people up to date and helped keep people accountable – that guy is at, is almost just as much of a, a journalistic hero as anybody I've ever come across because he took he put the player first. You know he took a risk by doing this, and you know it's paying off for Kyle Beach. It's it, you know, the guy is finally getting that solace. It's all he's ever wanted. He's wanted the people who ruined his life and caused this guy to go down the the roads of alcohol and drug abuse to deal with the PTSD he was dealing with. You know, because of guys like Rick Westhead, uh, he's getting that opportunity to finally begin to heal. And it's not easy. Again, I mentioned earlier, I haven't fully healed from the things that I've been through. And, it, you know, and again, this isn't about me, but I just know firsthand to an extent what that guy's been through his entire life. And it sucks. It sucks. The depression you go through, it sucks. And I just, I feel so bad for him. And it makes me seriously, I get emotional just thinking about it. Anybody who's followed me on Twitter, you've seen it. I'm very outspoken about it, and for good reason. Again, I have skin in this game, and it's just – it's so it, – it's so infuriating. It, it makes me so sad to know that this guy was just just abandoned for a decade, abandoned by the game he loves, about his, the, the dream he had of playing in the NHL. He was abandoned. And they're still trying to fight him on it. And it's it's sickening, man. It is absolutely sickening. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. It there too many synonyms you can throw at it, but it's just abhorrent and unconscionable. Again, we you know. And yeah, some of the players could have spoken up. It's I I have a hard time believing that there are people in that locker room that didn't know. But at the same time, some of them are also children. It's, you know, I, I can understand their fear and apprehension to speaking out, at, le- at least from the player's standpoint. But ultimately, this was brought to the people that were in charge, the people who had power, not only within their organization, but within the league as a whole, to make this situation right. And they failed him. All of their names should be erased from that Stanley Cup, not just Bradley I, Aldrich. I actually like Sean McAdoo's tweet that rather than just erasing them completely, that they should be X'd out. So that way future generations will ask, why are those names X'd out? And then the story has to be retold. So we don't just forget. Just don't forget about it. We don't that's just how, erase it and forget this ever happened. That's how, that's how these things happen again. You forget about them. I mentioned earlier, uh, again, I think his name is Marcus Cruz with uh, Toronto. What he went through uh, essentially ended up committing uh, suicide. Um, Martin Cruz, I'm sorry. Was it Martin Cruz? Yes, Martin I, I, Cruz. Martin Cruz. I, I'm sorry for Marcus. Martin Cruz. 
uh, just what he went through, and it essentially ended up uh, ending his life. But that's the thing is I couldn't remember the exact his exact name. I remember his last name was Cruz, but that just it was a show. But people didn't remember. People, the NHL has been through this before. You know, in Toronto, one of the most you know you know polarizing uh, uh, teams in hockey in the Toronto Maple Leafs. It happened there, and people forgot. And you can't let them forget. We cannot let them forget. This has to be, you have to move forward for the sake of hockey, for the sake of the culture of the game. You have to, you have to learn from this. Um, it's disgusting that it's gotten to this point, uh, but we have to learn from this. And, you know, for future victims, future survivors, the, the, his victims and the survivors of Bradley Aldrich after the fact, after Chicago allowed him with letter of recommendation to go get other positions in hockey to continue to work with kids, you cannot let the people who are responsible for that, the guy, the Stan Bowman, the Joel Quenvilles, the Chilla Dayoffs, you can't let them forget what they did. They shouldn't ever have to forget. I almost want it tattooed on their fucking foreheads what they did and how they handled this, and they should never, ever, ever work in hockey at any level ever again. Banned, blacklisted, done. Yeah, I don't see how any of them should be paid millions of dollars to work in this sport ever again ever again ever again and you know i don't want these people pumping my fucking gas let alone in charge of something that involves children teenagers agreed it's It's, disgusting it's fucked up yeah but uh you know again uh on a lighter note the sabers don't play again until sunday night against a broken los angeles kings team Team that's struggling. I believe they started one five and one. I believe it was to start the season. I believe. Yeah, they have the opposite um, record that we had last. Yes. Night. Yep. And uh, uh, you know, Drew Doughty, I believe, is out of the lineup, and another one of their younger players, a more important skill player, is out of the lineup. So it's uh, they're going to uh, have a tough time, I think, with Buffalo. I think I'm assuming you'll probably see Cal Peterson and that, um, or Johnny Quick. I'm not sure which which of the two, but. Uh, um, I, I think there's a real good opportunity for Buffalo by the end of this road trip to be, you know, eight, one, and one, um, you know, come, I think, I think they should beat San Jose. I think they should beat Seattle and I think they should beat LA. So, um, a lot of fun to be had over the next week. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Buffalo sports fans are going to have a pretty, uh, amazing Halloween in that regard. Cause, uh, I don't, I, I don't think that matchup against the, uh, the Dolphins for the Bills is going to be all that much more challenging. No, uh, I agree. So that's that's, I that's agree. definitely pretty reassuring. So uh, it's fun to talk about the Sabers in this in, in this light. You know that they're 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 good. So they, they they look like they're good. So um, yeah. with that being said, guys, this has been episode seventy five of Two Goalies One Mike. Remember, is brought to you by Outlet Ligger. Remember, that's the place to buy a case. Uh, and uh, you know just. Let's go Sabres and Kyle Beach. You are an inspiration. You are a hero, not just in hockey, but to sexual abuse, assault, rape, uh, survivors, victims and survivors everywhere. And um, your your name is the one that should be on the Stanley Cup, not the ones that uh, abandoned you uh, in your time of need. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Um, my heart goes out to you, to your family. And anyone who's been on this difficult journey with you, and I'm so happy that your your path to recovery and your path to healing is is beginning now. It's still going to be difficult, but yeah, I'm I'm happy. And um, I'm I, I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, on a not not on the show, but I think on Twitter that I'm going to seek out and find a way to buy a Cal Beach jersey um, you know, with his German team because. Uh, honestly, that's the only jersey I want to wear right now because he's the most courageous individual hockey has ever seen. Truth. So this was episode 75 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Again, remember, uh, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, And, you know, we will talk to you later. Uh, Let's go Sabres. 
Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one Mike, hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.